Welcome into the Esports Network Podcast. We talk anything and everything related, of course, to the industry of esports from the executives and the business side of things to, of course, the actual players playing the games that we love to watch and the spectacle of it all. And speaking of spectacle, we have to talk about, of course, Worlds for League of Legends, the Worlds Championship, of course, its 10th iteration, 10 years of Worlds. And to kind of help celebrate that, I mean, I'm sure it's no surprise to a lot of you. I'm a big fan of course, of League of Legends. And so with Worlds coming up, I thought it'd be nice to kind of preview the upcoming groups because there are 16 teams all currently in contention. They can all have a chance of winning the grand prize. Total prize will, of course, $2.25 million, $225,000 right there. Top prize of $500,000. It's a little bit lower in years past, but you know, no no spectators around means uh, not, not, real, not a real chance to get that ticket revenue in for these prize pools. Now, play-ins wrapped up over this past weekend as of the time the episode released. Uh, So now we're here to kind of predict nitty-gritty of it all what we can expect in the next uh, less than a month or so of competition left. Because we're already about a week and a half in. This is going to start to get kind of crazy and complex. So if by the time this comes out you haven't filled in your your pickums yet, please Go ahead and do so and share them with me. Send them on, on, on Twitter, at Esports Network, at Curry24. I'm more than happy to critique, and you're more than happy to critique my picks as well. I'll be going through here, have them on the on the monitor here, of course, looking over everything that I'm picking as I talk about them. This is going to kind of be a little bit of a different episode. It's going to be kind of a special discussing League of Legends World's Championship coming up and all the fun things that that entails. So I'm, I'm a big League of Legends fan. If you've heard my other various podcast appearances, you know that I am a big kind of uh, in-depth researcher, if you will. I don't claim to be a journalist, but I do claim to have at least a somewhat, you know, a little bit of uh, worldly knowledge surrounding the game. So let's get started. Of course, four groups, four teams in each group, totaling 16 teams, all from across the world. We're talking Japan, Korea, China, North America, and Europe, just to name a few of the regions. Of course, I think Pacific PCS as well also has their own little region that we'll get into uh, their specific representative. But for now, Let's dive into Group A. Group A features two former world champion organizations. It is possibly one of the toughest groups that an upset can occur, but it is, of course, possible. Any group can have an upset occur, and that's the fun thing about Worlds. We can talk about the predictions, talk about the excitement surrounding an upset, but at the end of the day, the games themselves still have to be played. So... Number one coming out of Group A, of course, top seeded in the LCK. Damn One Gaming Kia defeated T1 in the summer finals of the LCK to be the number one seed out of one of, if not the best region in the world, the LCK. So last year's reigning world champion, they won in 2020 during you know in the midst of COVID. And now they're back at it again, number one seeded out of one of the best regions. So for now, some key points to take away from Dam One Gaming Kia. Top laner Khan is the playmaker on the squad with great help from the jungler Canyon. Uh, the key to success here lies primarily in their counter pick roles um, during the draft pick phase. Also, very dangerous in skill matchups in general. This team is, is a very dangerous team. There's a reason they're one of the best teams coming out of Korea. And this is a team you want to look at coming out of Group A. I, I think it's no question at all that they, they can uh, definitely make a run here again. They've already done it once before last year no doubt to think they won't do it again so biggest question simply is who could upset damn one gaming outside of the next team that we're going to talk about here in a bit and you know and 
of course, can Damon Gaming run the gamut and win again? Back-to-back championships aren't unheard of. Of course, we've seen T1 do it before, and and it's really not something that's crazy in the 10-year history of Worlds. Uh, it's just something that we don't see all that often. But who knows? Damon Gaming might be the team to do it. So let's talk about the team that could upset them during these group uh, round-robin stages. Of course, Fun Plus Phoenix out of China. They are the second seed out of the LPL. They lost to Edward Gaming in their region's uh, grand final. They're one of the top two regions in the world. Of course, China being... Mm, swip, you, you can kind of swap China and Korea one and two there. But Fun Plus Phoenix... They're the second former world champion in this group. They won back in 2019, pre-pandemic uh, era, if you will, which is kind of shocking to have two former grand champions in the same group. Now, uh, the veteran presence of mid laner Doon B continues to pay off well for FPX. Uh, Doon B, of course, there on that 2019 championship squad. He retains the team's highest KDA in the summer split. In fact, uh, you know, that's the second best region, of course. Second best in the region, I mean. The combination of jungler Tian makes this a formidable duo. Not to mention, it's nearly impossible to ban out Doon B. The man played Kled mid for uh, for crying out loud. Doon B has a deep, deep champion pool that you just can't ever hope to overcome through the uh, through, through the through the draft phase. Of course, it's it's just, it's impossible to make this guy pick something he's uncomfortable on. It, 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 he plays so many different things at so many different times just to try it out. And if it works half the time, he'll try it out again in professional play and. and at the time, it catches the other team off guard and it makes them kind of more dangerous to speak. So they just have to out survive the, these other two teams to advance. You know, they don't have to beat out damn one gaming exactly. They can upset them, of course, and that, that potential is there. But they just have to pretty much beat these other two teams and secure themselves uh, an advancement to the knockout round, which will come next week after this, uh, this original group play is over and done with. But one of the teams coming out of LEC, Rogue. They're the third place team. They got defeated by number one seed Mad Lions in their region's playoffs. They got a few things going for them, okay? This is the second straight trip to Worlds, last year being their first. They have LEC MVP in Jungler, I believe his name is Inspired, if I'm going off the top of my head there. Inspired was the, the MVP for the LEC this past summer split. Also, uh, he was a first team all pro along with his teammate top laner, Odo Omne, not to mention their coaching staff recognized as one of the best of the split. So that's a little bit of, you know, something's going in their favor. They did lose a little bit of momentum. You know, they ended with a thud with that loss to Mad Lions and later Fnatic in their summer split. This being one of the tougher groups to climb out of. Uh, it doesn't bode well for them, right? But of course, you know, this is Worlds, anything can happen, but the the odds aren't exactly in their favor. Uh, Europe, of course, being probably outside of Asia, the top talented region to really look at. Uh, North America, I think, is still behind in terms of where their skills match up against Europe and Korea, but the potential is there. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. The potential is there for 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 Cloud Nine to come out and beat a team like Rogue. So let's talk about Cloud Nine. They are the play-ins qualifying team from the LCS out of North America. They were the top team in the LCS Spring Split, but they faltered a bit 
in the summer. They lost the top seed 100 Thieves. They snuck into Worlds as that third seeded LCS. They lost the tiebreaker to Detonation Focus Me back in the plains, but they bounced back with an easy victory, 3-0 victory over Peace to qualify into Group A. And I guess... Top laner Fudge is really the guy who kind of makes the things happen. He's he's uh, all pro himself. He had all pro honors this past summer. Easily one of the best North American top laners. And look for C9 to depend on him and that solo and to kind of keep uh, an anchor on the team, right? If all things are going wrong, as 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 long as as long as Fudge is maintaining a decent lead in top lane. He can make a lot of things work and happen for this team. Now, you know, if all four members of, of Cloud9 end up faltering and, you know, there's no hope for Fudge to kind of climb 1v9 against uh, any other team in Group A. It's, it's very difficult to upset in this group, like I said. But it's not easy. Everybody loves an underdog story. It's all NA needs. Underdog stories. Odds are far. But they're not completely erased for Cloud9 to attempt a real bona fide dark horse run. However, it is the same group as two former world champs. Not re- you know these are not far off distant world champs. These are two years removed world champs at best. Difficult to overcome that kind of hurdle. Maybe Cloud9 can do it. Maybe they can't. But for me personally, I'll make a prediction right here, right now. Logic dictates. Uh, logic dictates that the previous world champs from the two strongest regions, they easily advance. I have Dam One Gaming, one seed coming out of Group A, Fumbles Phoenix, the second seed coming out of Group A. I don't think there's much to be decided here, but like you know, I'm not trying to, to dither anybody's expectations on NA or Europe. There's a, there's always a chance. That's why we will watch the games be played instead of just always talking about them. These games will be played throughout the, the next. You know, a few days. It's important to keep in mind just a few of these things that I'm pointing out here and there. I'm not pointing out too much. Again, this is a nitty gritty rundown of what to expect at Worlds. So let's move on now to the next group. Coming out of Group B, Edward Gaming, LPL champion out of China, top dog in this group. Formed in 2014, they've earned a total of $2.4 million in their organization's lifetime in League of Legends alone. Repeatedly, they've been at the top of the Chinese circuits, and they're looking for their first world's trophy. They're they're tasting it. They're in the group to kind of advance into the knockout stage to do it. So they are the team to beat in Group B. Look to, of course, one, one top player, JJ, to make the play calls this time around. He's the top jungler coming out of China, a 6.4 KDA in the summer split, as well as being a homegrown talent for Edward Gaming. He came up in their youth roster a few years ago, made it to the mainline roster, and he's been stuck there ever since. He's stuck, to, <laughs> stuck it with one team in a faker-like fashion, which is also one of the teams we've got to talk about next. T1, the LCK runner-ups, they're looking to recapture their glory days from the mid-2010s, where they won three world championships, one of them back-to-back. The unkillable Demon King himself, Faker, has kind of had a more reserved playstyle as of late. He's posted a decent, if not kind of almost middling season. So a lot will ride on if Faker and company can garner momentum early on. And if they can, they're likely to take a game against a team like Edward Gaming. And if they can't, well, as long as they take a few games from 100 Thieves and Detonation Focus Me also in this group, 
they have a pretty good shot of advancing to that knockout stage. They are the second best team in this group. And one team who kind of has it out for them, they're, you know, they're, they're, they have a chip on their shoulder. They are the top North American seed out of the LCS. Of course, I'm talking about 100 Thieves. They don't, they're not just a fancy luxury esports apparel company. They're also pretty damn good LCS League of Legends team. Like I said, top North American seed. They usurped teams like Team Liquid and Cloud9 out of their top spots. As of right now, they are the best hope for North America on paper. A lot of playmaking potential from 100 Thieves out of Korean top laner Sunday and Turkish jungler Closer. They'll need to keep them, you know, kind of on their toes to keep those Eastern teams at bay if they hope to advance. They are the underdog, I think, with the best chance in this tournament in terms of, you know, the various underdogs that are already present. You know, Korean and Chinese teams are, are really not underdogs that we've seen as of late. And uh, 100 Thieves, unfortunately, even though they're the one seed out of NA, NA internationally has not had the best of luck at these world's competitions. 100 Thieves, maybe they can change that. Maybe they can't. They're the underdog with the best chance. That's what I'm saying. So the last team I want to talk about, of course, Detonation Focus Me out of the LGL. LGL, excuse me, the Japanese squad, one of the oldest in modern League of Legends, as they formed in 2013, seven years in the making. They're just now making their first Worlds group appearance. They won their tiebreaker against Cloud9, who's now in Group A, in the play-ins, right? They easily secured their qualification. I think it was a 3-1, I guess a 4-1 record, if you call it that. Now, Aria... He's the mid laner. He's the one to look at as he can possibly easily hold back. You know, he held him, he, he held back Cloud9 mid laner perks in their play and tiebreaker match. You know, Udapon also a dangerous ADC and all around this team does a great job at bouncing back from losses. They lost to C9 early on in the, in the, in the group B play and uh, qualifier. They bounced back, beat Cloud9 in that tiebreaker to kind of secure themselves an easier road to, into the uh, group B if you will. So that nation focused me. They're a fun wild card whom, you know, they might make it fun in group B hundred thieves. They stand the best chance as an underdog from North America. But even then, I, I don't think they'll make it. I think this is kind of going to be a, a out there, right? Detonation focused me in that second spot and Edward gaming in that first spot. They both advanced to the knockout round. And I think it's, it's a matter of will Faker simply show up this year. If he doesn't, then there's a very good chance T1 doesn't kind of make it out of, out of group stage, which is sad to say the least there, you know, it's, it's a reminder of the late 2010s when T1 was kind of, or back then they were known as SKT when they were kind of struggling a bit in the international circuit. But maybe they can make something happen. You know, I've heard worse things happening at Worlds than T1 not making it past group stage. Let's be real. We're all North American fans. We know worse things can happen out there. So let's move on into the next group. Group C. Now, this is the one you really want to watch. Out of all the talent and skills out of all the 16 teams in this tournament, Group C has four of the closest matched teams in in the entire group stage. This one will be an entertaining one to watch. Starting off with PSG Talon, the Taiwanese team who ended their season undefeated in the PCS. At MSI earlier this year, they showed out. They nabbed third place, which very impressive for PCS. And really, 
the P in PCS doesn't stand for Pacific. It stands for PSG Talon, as it was 100% their region. I think it was three out of five members of the All-Pro team, PSG Talon members, MVP PSG Talon. They're riding high on their momentum, you know, coming out of that respective region. It's possible, you know, due to the extended break, it might have put them on ice a little bit. AD Care Unified was that team's uh, MVP in the summer split. He had... This is absolutely ridiculous to be allowed. He had a he had a fifteen point nine KDA, almost a sixteen KDA in the summer split. One of the best, not just in the region, one of the best in professional worlds out of all the global regions. One of the best, absolutely insane. So they were limited by rule. Never give up at MSI who unfortunately also happens to be in this group, Group C. So overcoming them might be a big challenge for PSG talent, but AD Carry Unified, he's the guy you want to look at to kind of carry this team. He's the core, the crux of this team. Maybe with the current state of the meta, you you know, you see you kind of see the protect the AD Carry meta more often now because Squishy carries just tend to get blown up by assassins, blown up by tanks, mages, really whoever's kind of has that burst ability that they're looking at that AD carry to kind of take care of it. And maybe PSG Talon, maybe they'll 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 falter a bit if if Unified isn't as as involved in those team fights. But like I said, this is a really dangerous team coming out of PCS. Royal Never Give Up is the team that you want to look at here because they have won the most recent international event. At that MSI, that very same one where they limited PSG, uh, PSG Talon, they qualified from the LPL Regional Finals. They've had consistent mid-season achievements, but they've had lackluster success at four Worlds events. So they faltered a bit in the summer split, but thanks to players like AD Carry Gala and Jungler Way. But really, you know, it's really mid laner crying who helps play call on this roster. Roll never give up. They've had momentum on their side, and that's really is that really is key for them. Getting hot at that right moment, that will be all this team needs to ignite a deep run at Worlds, right? It happened at MSI, it happened at the LPL. They got they 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 knocked off a few quick wins and they managed to go for a deep run. Same recipe, same formula here. As long as they can keep going with some some quick one-twos, one, two, three runs on, on, on victories. They can make a decent play at holding up their first ever World's Trophy. So a lot of teams looking at their first World's Trophy. And one of the oldest teams, of course, coming up next. We got to talk about them. Held up that very first trophy. Fnatic in this group as well. One of the oldest teams in the league. The very first one to win it all 10 years ago in 2011. Since then, absolutely no Western team has climbed that mountain to win a World's Trophy. Fnatic is the first and only one to do it so far. So they are the second best team out of the LEC. In case you don't know, Fnatic lost their MVP AD carry reckless in the offseason last year, a move that, you know, normally it would cripple most teams. Instead, Fnatic, they snuck into the LEC playoffs and they made an incredible run in the lower bracket at the LEC playoffs. Losing to the eventual grand finals, uh, the grand finals champ, Mad Lions, which is insane to me. That that's momentum right there. A lot of what Group C is dependent on is momentum. Those first bloods, those first objective takes, those first tower kills. A lot of those things will kind of help build and snowball teams, not just in game, but also in their very own groups. So 
Same recipe as RNG for, for, uh, for Fnatic. Momentum is key. That run through the lower, the LEC lower bracket had a huge amount of momentum and they'll need it here again to have more success. So to round out group C, Hanwha Life Esports. AKA the team of mid laner Chovy, the meme team coming out of the LCK. Why is that? Why are they the meme team? Similar to Fnatic, they made a great run at the regional finals to nab a potential path to worlds. And although they lost the T1, ended up at play-ins, they managed to qualify into the group stage anyways, which is impressive to say the least. Qualifying through their little, uh, I think, group B qualifier, which is you know, that's, that's, it's awesome to see that Hotwell Life Esports is really kind of still on that kind of momentum gaining train. So they are the Korean underdog, which is hard to say. I just said it earlier. I don't, I don't think any of the, the Eastern teams really are underdogs. In this case, Hotwell Life would still, I guess they would qualify as the, the quote unquote underdog in this instance but they have an immense amount of momentum on their side on top of that mid laner chovy posted an 8.3 kda throughout hanwa's regional final run and he was probably one of the best performing mid laners keeping faker on his toes that whole season long yeah that's chovy right there chovy is the guy who will really make things happen you'll see his name pop up all over twitter half the time they have the the, the chovy heads all over the place how my life esports, uh, it depends, right? Will reality come crashing down during this group stage for how my life esports? Uh, momentum is a thing, right? All, I guess all four teams really will depend on momentum in group C. Group C, like I said, is the closest in terms of skills, in terms of talent, and in terms of momentum. That's the key word you want. I want you to grab, uh, to grab out of group C. It is a lot to garner uh, in terms of judging who will decide who will move on, but I I, I, I got to make a prediction, right? Let's make a wild call. Let's go nuts here. I think I think Royal never give up and Fnatic advance. I, I It hurts me to say it. It really does because I think Hanwha Life Esports is, is just so good, but I, I think Fnatic... I think Fnatic has it clicking this year. I, I really do. This is just predictions at the wazoo. This is esports talk at its best, at its finest, right? It's like me predicting who the NFL will have in the Super Bowl before it even starts, you know, in mid-September, mid-August. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to, to judge here. Which is it's it's group C is probably the toughest one to properly gauge on what will happen. But I'm I'm sure it'll break, it'll bust a lot of brackets coming up for the pickums, which is insane to me. But we got to move on to our last and final group. Group D, of course, the proverbial group of life where brackets are made and busted, just like Group C, but I think even more so here. Let's get started. Mad Lions. The new back-to-back LEC champs. You heard it a while back. We had the director of team operations on the show himself, Till Verdeman. He was awesome to talk to. He gave us great insight of what the team was expecting, great insight of what the team will look forward to. But I've never seen a rookie take a team by storm. Like 21-year-old rookie jungler, El Yoya. Top two in KDA for all junglers in Europe. He will probably be the crux on which this entire team succeeds 
as journalists most often are, they are the ones who have the ability to play call and make plays most. You know, they they, they have it higher over the, the mid laner. They have it over the top lane, over the support. They're the ones who can come in and give their solo inner, their solo laners a, a, a 2-1 advantage in the event of a gank or give their bot laner, you know, their bot laners a 3-2 advantage. And of course, objective control is a must for a lot of these junglers nowadays. Elyoya has shown that he is pretty good at doing that. Um, they're already playing with house money because during last year's Worlds, they were eliminated in the playing stage. And if anyone is used to playing on their back foot this season, it's Mad Lines. It's a new age for Europe, and Mad Lines is at the very top of it. So, Gen G, let's talk about them because they are another LCK team, although they finished the summer split second in the standings. They placed third in that final spot for the LCK after a loss to T1. ADC Ruler is the core of this team, with Junger Clid and Support Life kind of building him up. Of course, Rascal and Top and BDD in the mid lane are fearsome solo lane opponents. A lot of it hinges on Ruler being able to get into team fights and effectively dole out damage as an AD carry does. He's another one where this team might resort to a protect the AD carry comp which is, you know, a common one in a lot of uh, a lot of games nowadays because AD carries are immensely squishy in this meta. So ganking solo lanes against this team is probably a good option, but focusing down ruler would probably be the best bet for any team to go on. El Yoya will probably make a lot of ganks against uh, ruler in that bot lane. Um... Maybe we see some kind of uh, other player on Genji really step up during this group stage. Like I, like I said, Rascal and BDD, they have every opportunity to kind of make their mark and ease the weight off of Ruler's shoulders, if you will, which would be all important. That's the key to success for Genji. If they hope to move forward, they need somebody else to step up besides Ruler. And, you know, they do have a, a pretty fearsome solar lane, which would really kind of emphasize that point that I'm making. Moving on now, the last uh, NA team we'll talk about here, Team Liquid, formerly the top of North America. Now they're playing second or even third fiddle in some standings. They almost didn't make it to Worlds thanks to a lackluster start of the summer split, but you know they persevered. And they made a deep run to face 100 Thieves in the LCS Championship at the end of the year. They lost, of course, but they still figured out something like something clicked for them late in the season to where they made a few of those one, two, one, two, three wins. And they kind of managed to string together all these victories and put together a solid piece of momentum. They're a veteran filled squad. Uh, you know, the team was eliminated last year in the group stage of Worlds. But if they want to advance this time around, They'll have to depend on players like Jing, like Jungler Santorin to make it happen as well as mid laner Jensen. It's tough to place this team in the group because they could easily knock a game off Gen G. They could easily knock a game off Mad Lions, but they could just as easily falter as well. It, it, it's a, it's a double edged sword, if you will. So it's tough to place them in the group without first talking about our next and final team that we'll be talking about in this group stage. LNG Esports. They're the wild card coming out of the LPL. And from the play-in, which is what they went to the, the play-in, one of the best teams in China had to go to the play-in qualifier. 
they quickly secured a spot in group stage with a 4-0 record. Insane to think about. Top laner Ale quickly established as a dangerous presence throughout the play-in and, of course, the, the regional playoff stage. Thanks to him, LNG is also a very dangerous wildcard presence in this group. And you know, they might easily battle Gen G for title of best team in this group. So prediction time, right? Do I think Team Liquid has what it takes? No. I think they're they're clambering with mad lines too much to, to really ha- make something happen against the other two teams. So I think it's Gen G. And Mad Lines by a hair over LNG. Very difficult for me to say LNG doesn't make it because they 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 have momentum. They have the players that can easily kind of carry a game, carry through a group stage. But I I, I honestly think Mad Lions and Gen G will be the ones to come out and. Who knows? You know, this is coming out early. This is coming out on a Monday morning. So by the time this episode releases, groups will already be underway. So make sure if you're listening, I'm sorry if you didn't follow your pick'em's bracket in time, but I'm already filling out mine. It's already done. So I'm sorry to say that this is probably the best it's ever going to get. So throughout October 11th, which is when this episode drops up until the 18th, which is, I think, next Monday, groups will take place. So we have a week's full of games where anything can happen. We see, of course, tiebreakers can come out and, you know, dismantle brackets. But really, the knockout stage is where everything will begin. Knockout stage starts, I want to say, October 22nd. So a full, oof, almost two weeks after that final group play. Eight teams will advance from this group stage. It's a single elimination bracket. And it's tough to call who'll win it all. But I think, oh man, I I honestly think Fun Plus Phoenix will take it all. That is my prediction. That's my, my big grand finale. I think Fun Plus Phoenix will end up hoisting that world's 2021 trophy in Iceland. That is my big call. And hopefully... It comes to fruition on my end. Maybe you guys are rooting against it. I'm I'm all for it. Root against me. Yes. Make it, you know, make it make it a verbal thing. Yeah, Kevin, you your your picks are awful. Why are you picking this nonsense? You're right. So show me your brackets. Let us know on Twitter at Esports Network at Correa24. It's my personal Twitter. Let us know your picks. Screenshot it. Send it in. Uh, maybe I'll make a bracket. You know, check us out on the Discord. I'll, I'll have our bracket posted there as well. You can uh, feel free to post yours and see how it matches up with our journalist uh, because we have a, a fantastic freelance journalism team who is very, if not more so, involved in League of Legends than my, I myself am. So hopefully uh, we have some great entertaining games. I give you a nitty gritty rundown of what to expect and, and what my picks are and what groups to look out for. So hopefully today, tomorrow, whenever you're watching all these groups play out, you kind of keep my my words of wisdom in mind. So without further ado, this has been the my of course my group's predictions, and I'm Kevin Correa right here on the Esports Network podcast. <laughs>